Welcome back. Welcome back to Pop Opinion. Pop Opinions. Episode 59. Mm, close. 58. Yes. I knew it was around there. We didn't get to, we're not at 60 yet. We're so close. We are. Two more weeks. Yep. That's 58. <laughs> that's math. That's math, guys. Next week's 59. Yeah. Then 60. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Crazy. Case, how you doing? Uh, I'm okay. I'm better today. It's been a rough week. I mean, you know, the little kid had surgery and so it's been a rough week. Did go back to work and have now decided that I'm going to take a bit of time off. To do so, the podcast full time. 100%. Yeah, I'm going to take a bit of time off. I, I just feel like I was being stretched a bit and I just think I need to be home for a little bit and take good care of her. So I feel like once I made that decision, which was last night, dad and I talked about it, talked about it with people at work. I felt like a million bucks last night. I slept until 930 today. Wow. Um, but I have really, really exciting news that happened to me last night. I got, oh my God, I can't even, I feel like I'm a vomit just saying it. I got Coldplay tickets for when I'm in Berlin or when I'm, so we're doing a riverboat cruise next summer. Not me. I'm not a part of this. No, no, no. Um, my, my mom and I, which I, I, I'm going to say right here, I think she'll bail on me, but someone will have to come with me anyways. That's a long story. But, um, so we finish off. Um, I don't remember where we finish off anyways. And so I kind of put it out to the group and last night we were able to secure 15 tickets for Coldplay. So we get off the boat the same day and then we're going to get to this concert and we're seeing Coldplay in Berlin. Hopefully. (laughs) I mean, you never know. Dad was like, Oh, fifth wave over in Europe right now. I'm like, listen, (laughs) That's enough. That's not, enough of not this Not the energy stuff. we need right now. No, I'm like, don't put your bad juju on this. Anyways, floor seats. Anyways, whatever. Just floor seats in Berlin with Coldplay. So that was a really exciting, so just something to look forward to. I know it's not till next summer, but you know, just something to look forward to. How are you, Jack? Uh, I'm I'm doing a bit better. Yeah. I, I actually, I just realized now I didn't say it to dad on the, the Joe show this week that I played hockey for the first time in a while. Yeah. And then got a chest cold right after. Yeah. But you could probably hear him still getting over. Yeah, no, I that was rough. You sounded awful. Thank you. Like awful. It it was bad. I was, it was really deep in your chest. It's just from breathing in that cold air, right? Yeah. Like deep breathing cold air in. You kind of have the same as me. I get that pretty easily as well. <laughs> still a bit of a cough, but uh reading week's coming up so i know it's good, so nice Thank good to you. have a week off still still a bit of work to do before then but then uh then it's any big plans for your week off uh well i have hockey on monday okay this makes you think have you ever heard the tiktok sound where it's like oh i have nobu on thursday it's <laughs> like a kardashian or yeah something. she's like i'm really busy i have a spray tan he's like wow things are really <laughs> whatever like booked up booked or something. up yeah. booking up for you yeah, i go but, to vegas and then i have a spray tan hmm. yeah hockey um that's pretty much it just kind of lay low maybe get ahead in the podcast game yeah that'd be great eh we could um i think we're seeing dune tomorrow right yes yeah that is that is the plan that is the plan we might go see a little matinee we're not gonna double dip and also isn't the french dispatch i thought it was but i haven't really seen anything for it they're clearly not advertising for it at all but i thought it was coming out tomorrow we'll have to double check that but i've um, also seen not so great reviews on the last duel i know you really want to see it eh? i don't know why it's just well i'm a big because you're a big World War Two yeah. Nazi fiction person. <laughs> That's reading, not watching. But yes, eh, you kind of watch it too. Yeah, you watched a couple of. Stuff. I don't like war movies though. Like I don't want to watch people getting their heads blown off. But I like the. I I just find the concept of World War Two very fascinating from all sides. Like it's just a fascinating time for me. And I'm a big medieval person. Right. Like obviously Game of Thrones. Dune kind of looks a little medievally meets Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so Meg's coming with us too, which is crazy. I mean, the only reason is because Timothy Chalamet is in it, but... Oh, that means, like, I, I know it's good that she's going to come see it, but, like, we have to sit really close. <laughs> you don't have to. You can sit up if you want. Can we just, like... The pick... wheel? We have to be in the wheelchair section. Can we so... just, like, pick her up and put her in a no, seat? No, she won't be able to. She needs her, like, elevated, so mm. she can't sit, right? Or, like, a straight... 
put it up on one of the seats. You don't have to sit with us. You can sit in your own seat. I don't blame you. Those seats suck. Like, they're so close. We don't like being that close. We have really good seats for um, Eternals. It's actually higher than I normally would, but they picked them. So I was just like, whatever. I'm not going to like argue, especially if we're seeing it early. We are. We have um, exclusive. We're seeing it a day before everybody else because I'm a, a valued customer. But you got upset because there was a movie I got an email. For. I know. I was so mad. I was so mad. I was like, why didn't I get that email? I, don't even I always what, get those. I don't think it was even a movie I wanted to see. No, I know. I don't think it was. I think it was the movie I wanted to see. I can't even remember what it was now. But I don't know. Normally, I get those emails because I'm a good customer. I get them, too, with Ticketmaster, right? They're always like, this concert's coming up. Do you want a pre-sale? I'm like, yeah, of course I want pre-sale. Like, I want a VIP. Like, I like that. Like, I got the Coldplay tickets before they even went on sale. Like, I, I like that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. An exclusive member. I really do. I like it. Uh, so today we've got our top 100 movie challenge, Beautiful Mind and Goodfellas. And then we're going to build uh, Survivor Tribes. Yeah, I hope people are still watching Survivor because this year is so great. Like, it's not even the people aren't even great. Like, they're kind of, you know, it's not like we were kind of saying we're like, I don't really it's not know like if I... big personalities. They're kind no, of no, but they've changed the game a lot. And they've I don't know. People are always like, I don't know. I watched in the beginning. It's the same thing. And it always drives me crazy. It's a pet peeve of mine because I'm like, it's not the same because it's different people and different. I don't know. There's so many different dynamics. So we love it anyway. So that's what we're going to do. So hopefully you like Survivor. Yeah, and it's going to be an all-star style draft. I'm so nervous that you're going to take my person. And you know. There's like two people I want. I Honestly, it, it can almost be a gentleman's agreement that like if I get the first pick, I'm not taking your person. Okay, Although thank you. they are probably the greatest Survivor player ever. I have a very specific strategy of okay. who I want and why I want them. It's funny because when I was researching and just like looking on lists, the person that I want wasn't number one very often. He's still on it or she. Good save. I don't think it's <laughs> much of a secret. I, I think I, I know who you're picking. I know. That's the only one that, you know, I really want. I don't know who you really want, though. So, no, but I, if I, I go first, I'm taking my person. So it doesn't matter. I don't think you would want my person. Oh, fun. I like it. I, th- I think you would agree that they were a good player but i don't know if you specifically would be like i need that person on my tribe is it russell no <laughs> it's brandon brandon hans the greatest survivor player ever who <laughs> shamed a girl for existing yeah, i know he's like i'm supposed to say that but anyways he, well. he did do it and he was like religious it, it was weird yeah uh let's get into our movie challenge let's let's start with the beautiful mind yeah because yeah. it's the lesser two. uh 2001 it's not the lesser it's just yeah not, it's not good not as it's not packed good fellows that's for entertaining sure. i don't know i'm gonna disagree i think it's a pretty entertaining movie it's just not when you when you're comparing it to good fellows yes i see what you're saying but, but it doesn't look as good because it, well it's also it's a two, slower kind it's of two movies on different scales yeah so funny it, they're both true stories though that is true that's kind of cool yeah Compare uh, and contrast over here. Look at me. Direct, you'd, be, you'd be very good in school right now. <laughs> know, right. Uh, directed by John Howard. It's about a brilliant but asocial what math prodigy. Ron Howard. Oh, my God. I thought I said John Howard. I was like, dude. Okay, Ryan sorry. Howard? Yeah, I don't know what you're saying. Okay, go. Uh, a brilliant but asocial math prodigy. John Nash has his life changed once he's hired by the def- Defense Department and specifically William Parcher. Mm-hmm. What is... The way they tell the story is actually, it's pretty great because what we're, we're kind of on the ride with him. Like, we don't really know what's going on. Um, you know, he, he moves in, he gets into Princeton or Harvard. Princeton. Oh my gosh, Princeton. Yep. And, you know, he's got this roommate and he's, uh, you know, then he falls in love with Jennifer Connelly, who is one of his uh, students because he becomes a professor there. And then things start getting a little wonky, but we don't really know what's going on um you know he he's with ed harris who plays that fbi guy and eventually there's the scene in the movie that kind of i feel is like the tsn kind of turning point i'm throwing sports in there jack good job is when we start to see kind of him crumble and he gets like kind of manicky and stuff and and uh, he comes home and 
his wife is like, well, like, where have you been? And I've been calling and like, where have you been? He's like, I can't talk about it. And he gets, he locks himself in this room and she's banging on the door being like, please let me in, please let me in. And I thought it was good symbolism of like, not only let me in the room, but just like, let me into what is going on. Yeah. I thought that was, and that's kind of where we see the movie shift where we, we start realizing as an audience that he is, I, I would say schizophrenic. Like, so Ed Harris, isn't a real person. I was going to say, I'm, I was hoping with this movie specifically, I don't think there's a way you can talk about it and dance around what happened. You can't dance around it. And then you have Paul Bentley and Bentley. Bentley. Oh my God. What happened? Bentley. Um, bet you say Bentley, Bentley and the, his little niece are kind of always in the story and that who's Paul Bentley is who plays his, his roommate. And then we find out that he never even had a roommate in school. So the whole time as an audience member, you're, you're watching and about that only happens like maybe 45 minutes, an hour in or whatever it is, 45 minutes probably. And then you get to see kind of, you get to feel of what he's what he's actually going through, and he he thinks he's part of some big elaborate like code breaking, um, gonna save the world stuff, and none of it is true. And he, you know, the one scene where Jennifer Conley, who plays his wife, comes into his office, and his whole office is just like like newspaper clippings like it looks like a manic person's there because it's got like string and things circled and because he thinks he's breaking codes in his head he's so brilliant but he needed to get on the right meds so they get him on the meds and then he goes off the meds and then we have another dip in that but I think you know seeing what the treatment was back then oh god that was awful like the scene where he's like just being like basically electric yeah electro oh it was terrible and his wife is watching and I got to say, she was so incredible, though. Like, in real life, like, she stuck by this man. Like, that that's a hard thing. Like, I know the scene that was, for me, that was really hard is she was going to do something outside, and he's, like, all bath the baby, and it was, like, a baby, right? And so she goes out in the back, and she goes to his shed, and she sees that all the papers are, like, it's coming back again or, you know, because he was not taking his meds, but she didn't know that. So she goes running into the house and he's in the other room and the baby is underwater. And so she pulls the baby out and he's like, no, no, so-and-so's with them because they're back again. Right. And so, and then he, I wouldn't say he's, he's violent. He never hits her, but it's can be a bit violent. And so good for her for sticking with, I don't know if I would do it. Like, I'm sorry. I know that might be a bad thing, but I don't know if I would want to, I would just be so worried about my child and stuff like that. Right. Around him. And, um, but in researching this, I didn't realize that they had passed away. The, the real people in 2015, they died in a car accident. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wouldn't think it'd be something like that. No, I know. I was like, through. yeah, it was really sad. So I was reading an article about their, their son and anyways. So yeah, cause the, I don't know the movie. When did the movie come out again? You said 2009? Uh, 2001. 2001. Wow. Really off there. Yeah. So I guess at the time they were alive and well and then they passed away in 2015 yeah um it felt to me a little forest gumpy like a little like more serious forest gumpy yes i can definitely see that um the the whole like distorted reality it's one of the best like out of these movies we watched the best directed because (laughs) they do such a good job of like you're on this journey with this person Mm -hmm. like this is everything you're seeing this is from their perspective and then it just flips on flips on a on a dime. Is that yeah. what the saying is? Sure. Flips quickly. Sounds great. <laughs> and you just you realize this whole journey you were on was just nothing. Nothing. Those Met. people aren't real. Like, no. right? It's really mind blowing. Um and I feel like it's a lot of people like in their own analysis just bring up paranoid schizophrenia, which is definitely mm-hmm. what he was going through. Yeah, yeah. Especially with breaking codes and he thinks he's this important person. Yeah it's it's so tough but it's such a good performance it's it is really good like the way he shows up at the one guy's house that he thinks he has to deliver codes to and he's like trying to get in and he's putting stuff in the mailbox and then his wife ends up going there and it's like this dilapidated house like it didn't look like that at all but to him this is what he his reality right was so it was really well done in that way right a lot of oscars too did you get them all? Uh, I did. Best Picture. 
<clears throat> Best Director, Supporting Actress, Jennifer Connelly, and Adapted Screenplay. Yeah. And he was, Russell Crowe was nominated, but he lost to Denzel for Training Day, right? Yeah. yeah. So, which, that's a tough, I looked up the category, actually. That was a tough year. Like, there was, like, I mean, you could have given it to really anybody. Like, they were all really, really good performances and stuff. So, it's a hard it's a hard one. I like too when they were doing like the math, like when you know he writes on windows and stuff, and then they visually you see it come come to life in the mm-hmm. air or whatever. Like I thought those were really done, and I was thinking it does make a better movie because you, because the visual things, right? Like yeah, a visual of actually seeing it come off the window instead of and then it comes off the window, like yeah, having like, it explained to you. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was really good. Uh, a few things about so yeah. Charles, his niece, uh, and Parcher, or Parcher, Porcher, I don't remember, Ed Harris's character. Oh, yeah, I don't um, So every, at first, I didn't realize this and I had to go back because before you see any of the character, any of those three characters, you hear them first. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's something so small, but once you realize that they're fake, it's because he's just hearing them in his head mm-hmm. and then they're appearing. Right. <clears throat> well, for the longest time, I didn't know if Josh Lucas then was real, right? <laughs> it it does make you question. It does like, start making a question like who is actually uh, real or whatever, right? I feel like it would have been a good twist if like Jennifer Connelly wasn't. <laughs> oh my god, eh? it's not even a baby. <laughs> this whole this whole relationship he has, and it's just nothing. Wow. It's just like him walking around with a fake wife and fake baby. <laughs> oh god. Um, or a couple other things. Um, so when he is first with the defense department and he's like oh who's that guy pointing up at ed harris mm-hmm. and they just completely ignore him they just say something he goes oh who's the big brother and they, yeah. they don't really answer him that should have been our first clue they just brush by it like he didn't even say anything yeah and then when he meets ed harris he goes i'm big brother mm-hmm. again another clue of like how would he know that you he called him big brother exactly <clears throat> it's one of those like so small but then once you realize what actually happened yeah then it's like oh that makes perfect sense he was trying to give us hints trying to give us clues right uh the door automatically opens for charles like paul bettany's character at one point like he doesn't touch the door but it just opens right right uh when the niece and now i don't remember her name no, I uh marcy i think i wrote down marcy okay is running in the park none of the birds move mm. and it's these visual cues that like once you know what happens you can go back and go wow that's really cool right but when you're in the moment you're just like oh they probably just messed up and had a bunch of like fake birds on the ground right. and they didn't move yeah or you wouldn't even notice i don't know right who knows what you notice movies it definitely a more it was a surprising movie for for what i thought it was going to Mm -hmm, be mm -hmm. and the whole like the board and the newspaper clippings i feel like i know that's not like a trademark thing but i feel like that's something that's been repeated a lot in different like movies and tv shows i think it just shows how manic somebody can be right it's like a visual representation of how much i don't want to say the word crazy but how how much chaos maybe is going on in their head right it was good. Yeah. Uh, our next movie, Goodfellas. Just finished it. 1990. Five minutes ago. So it's fresh. Fresh. Uh, directed by Martin Scorsese because, of course. Of course. Uh, it's about Henry Hill and his buddies, Jimmy and Tommy, as they rise through the ranks of pr- penny crimin- uh, petty criminals to gangsters in New York. This is storytelling at its absolute finest. The way the story is told, the way that's the narration, the everything about this movie screams just gold to me. Like it is, I've always said it's, it would be in my top 10 and it doesn't disappoint. Like it is, it's the climb, the, the everything, everything about it. Yeah. Like, it's funny that you're rooting for, like, these are bad guys. They are bad men. Yes. And you are rooting for them. So you're you like, love yeah, them. Stomp that guy out. Yeah. Shoot that guy. Yeah. Stab him in the brain. Like, it's, it's funny that you, I don't know, you really like them as characters. And you, when you really think about it, they're not good people. No, they're not good fellows. <laughs> nice. Um, <clears throat> the intro voiceover in particular when mm-hmm. it's the as far as i can remember i always wanted to be a gangster. gangster and i think that's why we like these characters so much is because they do like not a lot of backstory but they just show him looking at these gangsters and being like this is what i want to do this is what my dream is which 
it's kind of hilarious because I feel like in most cases it's you just kind of fall into the life right like it's not your choice but that's just what he wanted yeah like it's like your dad's already in it or your uncle or something and you just kind of are like okay I'm just gonna get in the family business but But that wasn't worked his his way into it he did yeah it's also again based on a true story and and based on a novel called wise guys Mm -hmm. uh, which was the original title of the movie which I don't think it would have been as bad I think wise guys would have been a fine title fine yeah but Goodfellas, there's something about that. I guess because we're just used to it called that, though, right? Yeah. Uh, the novel by Nicholas Pileggi, also uh, a part of the screenplay. Mm, nice. So him and Scorsese wrote it together. Right. Um, I, don't, there's, I, th- there's I just, know. There's so I much. I know. There's just, I don't even know where you start. I'll start with one of my favorite scenes. I mean, I have a lot, but one of my favorites is when they're they're at a card game and there's like Joe Pesci. They're all there. I think there's like four of them. And Michael Imperioli, you know, the guy from Sopranos. Imperioli? Imperioli. Um, and he's played by, his name is Spider in this. And he's like serving them drinks. And there's like a whole kerfuffle thing. And Joe Pesci just shoots him. And then oh, they're yeah. all like, why'd you do that? Oh, I don't know. Like, wh- what are you doing? Why do you do that? Like, not holy crap. We just killed somebody. It's more like there's just something about that energy of the scene that just really makes me laugh because it's not that they killed somebody, but just the way they. It's so casual. It's uh, so it, casual. Like, it's like nothing. Like, why'd you do that? It's like you a know? fender bender. It's like, oh, come on, oh, man. man. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> like, it is it's just like you just shot a kid to death. Like, what? Um. I love the dynamic of the three of them, um, you know, g- going together and the the loyalty of a mob movie or that like there's just something really special about it. I mean, there's so much bad. They all, you know, Fridays are Fridays are for the wives and Saturdays are for the mistresses or girlfriends. I don't know which way it went, yeah. but, you know, I mean, they're not good people yet. There's this loyalty and this like you know, taking care of each other and like the big family dinners that I really like. Like, it's kind of fun. Damn. I love my favorite scene is probably the the funny how. Oh, yeah. And it's Joe Pesci tells the story. <laughs> yeah. Ray, Liot- Ray Liotta's like, oh, man, you're just, you're just so, so funny. funny. It's like funny how. Funny like, how. He, and it's just his accent, too, is like, what, you think my voice is funny? And like, he just encapsulates the you think, what do you think you're better than me? Like, he just has all of the energy and it's funny that it is Ray Liotta and Robert De Niro but I just feel like Joe Pesci not the star of the movie but I feel like he's one of those he kind of steals the show he's a scene stealer for sure wow I'm really I'm struggling scene stealer scene stealer um so what's funny I read about that about Joe Pesci and that's it that really happened to him I was gonna oh I was gonna say that Scorsese let him write that scene because it really happened to him so he was a waiter and and he was waitering on a mob guy, I guess, or somebody like, you know, and that, and the same, the exact same thing happened. So he was like, I, he, he goes, Oh, I love that antidote. Like, let's put it in the movie. And, and then they kind of let him just kind of run with it. Right. Even the scene with spider, apparently it's only like the first line of that scene. That's like scripted that everything else was just improvised. It's, I feel like it's a little more authentic, because they they know their characters well enough. Like you don't have to have line by line. You would it it almost makes it. That's what makes that movie so great is because it isn't a line by line script thing. It's like they've just let them encapsulate these characters, and they're talking like they're the characters, right? And then it doesn't seem so like. But you say this line, I say this line. You say you know. It does feel very natural. Yeah, and like the, it's the real Henry Hill said that. Joe Pesci's performance was about like 90 to 95 percent as close to the real person wow besides the fact that I think the real guy was like six foot two or something oh okay besides that he said like everything was about as similar as it could be yeah it's funny because when you're watching the movie right before somebody gets whacked um you're like how do you not see this coming because I can see it coming a mile away like in the end well when Joe Pesci gets whacked it's pretty sad yeah and right before it doesn't he say like oh shit or yeah well because it's it's a moment when he's about to become a made man yeah and i didn't i had to look up what that meant specifically and like it's it is a pretty big deal and the way de niro and leota they kind of like 
they're clearly upset like it's one of their best friends and it's just so casually brought to them and like the phone call I the know. guy's like there's nothing we, we, we did everything we, we could everything. he's gone like yeah, and it's, it's just, just like it's like yeah i don't know like i lost it man like yeah. it's just we lost it yeah. it being the person right like it's everything's so casual with them yeah and then they do such a good job of like they don't freak out like robert de niro like pushes over the phone booth but they don't oversell like they don't go absolutely berserk and crazy like yeah. they're reacting to each other and they're just like talking to each other about what happened yeah but it's not over the top no 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 and robert de niro is actually like teary like he's up very very upset right i don't know there's a scene though when uh, i was gonna ask you about you know when um his henry's wife played by lorraine bracco goes to see robert de niro and he gives her some money and whatever and he's like oh i've got something for you it's just down this alley and she's walking and you could see her looking behind like every corner and she looks back at him like in her mind she's like am i about to get whacked can we pause for a sec? Yeah. Sorry. I don't remember what we were talking about. We took a little uh, pause. Sorry, we just had to take a sec. Um, because the phone rang. Um, which I thought my phone was off. Um, we were talking about oh, when so she's walking down the yeah. aisle or the alleyway, and he's like, Yeah, yeah, right here, and she keeps walking. And the way they build that scene, it's like, is he gonna actually kill her or whatever? And she gets to the part where she's supposed to turn in. And she's like, no, no, I got to go. And I'm like, yeah, why don't more people in this movie do that? Like Joe Pesci, I didn't really see coming because, you know, that was a different scenario. But there's a couple like where they kill that one guy where they stab in the back of the neck or whatever. And just the way they're walking to the car and the way they're talking, I'm like, dude, come on. Yeah. Like, come on. You're going to be whacked. Yeah, they do. Whacked is just it's a great (laughs) term. And I feel like no other movie uses it. Yeah. No. At least as much. Right. Right. Yeah. I like for me, though, the the last half an hour of this movie is to me what makes the entire movie. The way it's edited, the music they use, the chaos, how they created that chaos by movement, by, you know, they're always going somewhere. And that stupid girl that was not supposed to make the phone call from the house and she did. I mean, I guess he said there was like they were on to him for like a month or whatever. But that definitely tipped it over the edge where he said, don't call from home and she's like do you think I'm an idiot like I'm not gonna do that and then she literally picks up the phone and so they know all the information because it's everything's tapped or whatever but the way they the whole last like day for him is just chaos and the way it's filmed and edited together and the music like it's just it's brilliant like brilliant yeah the definitely the dissension the paranoia yeah helicopters and yeah just the way they do that morning of like he wakes up does some coke Mm -hmm. and then gets ready for his day he's got to drop some guns off to jimmy he's got to pick up his brother from the hospital uh and then he's got to so then he goes to jimmy who and he's already like it's eight o'clock in the morning and he is like messed up (laughs) and they do such a good job of the the dissension you can see it in his face mm-hmm. and when he goes to the hospital to pick up his brother the doctor's like uh, uh like let me check you out yeah, like <laughs> and he's like oh i'm i'm fine i'm good and you can see he's like sweating <laughs> and he's like i just almost got in an accident and then he gets like valium or something right and goes on his merry way then does some more coke sees his mistress goes drops off the guns at the mother-in-law's house like it is just so much happens and he's cooking dinner at the same dinner he's got like his brother the sauce he goes shopping he's like look at the helicopters like everything is just yeah it's full chaos i love it that's what i think makes the whole movie right like that ending how to because usually that kind of stuff more happens in the middle it's like that the arc or whatever but this is like at the end of the movie it's so well done mm. <clears throat> uh my i have a few film nerd corner one yes. of them is definitely just like the point of view stuff we get from this like right. it, it was kind of like beautiful mind we had it of not necessarily always from the point of view but we just were with that character and we're getting told through mm-hmm. that this movie is very like you are you are henry hill for this moment right you are walking around yeah. whatever the copacabana <laughs> yeah which was also another one, Copacabana, when he's going on his first date with his wife, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. And instead of going in the line, they go down this stairwell and they go walk through the kitchen. And it's all done by one camera, like, I assume, a person following them, like, walking with them. And it just feels so natural. And then they, like, go down and this whole, like, bottom part is just red. 
and I feel like that's symbolic of like the world they're going into oh, at that point. Okay. Nice. And then they kind of come out and he's he's the not the boss but like he's he's friends with yeah, everyone he's like, hey, what do you do he, yeah, hand, he hands yeah. the the door guy money and yeah it's it's just a great way to not only with the red but just kind of show he's not waiting in lines he's above this now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's oh, really yeah. ascended yes for sure uh and then i guess we could say he's in the courtroom should we probably not say why yeah, no. But he just breaks the fourth wall and just talks straight to the camera. I love when movies do that. I do too. Yeah. Not when it's not, done too yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. But it's perfect in this scenario. Right. Because it's not like you're hearing he's the narrator the whole time. You hear the story kind of through him. Yeah. So him talking to the camera just felt like it was an on-camera voiceover. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, my weird uh, internet research was that they wanted Tom Cruise and Madonna the star oh, in this God. movie where as like ray liotta's no thing. no also sean penn was considered I, I, like i can get more on board with sean penn than tom cruise tom cruise is too clean cut or something he's got too much of a squeaky image i don't know i don't think he's as believable right no. i just thought that would be hilarious i <laughs> love i want to if there was ever like time travel or multiverse travel i want to travel to every universe where Every movie just made the wrong decision when it came to casting. Right. Like Tom Cruise in this movie. I feel like the drug part of it, he could have done pretty well. Yeah. But he also might have been a little too amped. I think he would have because I think he's already like that. People already say he's like like that, right? Got that kind of personality. So, yeah. All right. Let's get to our survivor draft. All right. Our all-stars. <laughs> ten, ten person tribe or alliance. Five men and five women which i know so when going through there are not as many women that are and i'm not saying they're not as strong but they're not as revered as the men like when you're going through and you're looking at lists that are like top 50 or whatever there's like maybe four or five women on those lists and i just think it's a shame because i think the women have been there's been quite a few that have really been strong players and they need to be just because they're not them them i don't know i was a little perturbed when i was reading it i was like that's not fair especially when like comparing our list so we're picking five on each side i have two four six eight ten i have 12 men mm-hmm. and eight women mm, i have nine women so yeah and i probably have about the same i probably have about the same as you we probably have similar people i should probably i'm gonna look up some backups just the case because we might I, I I know a few of them were going to have the same. Yeah, yeah. I know you can't do that right now. Win, flip, flip a coin. Uh, who's calling it? I don't want to flip it. Oh, okay, you can call it because I can't flip. What is the thing? Heads, tails, never fails. Tails. I don't feel good about that. Tails. Heads. I knew that was gonna happen. With the first overall pick, in the Survivor Draft. Just don't take him. I know. It's be nice. And then you can take whoever you want. Okay. No, you can take whoever you want. That's not fair. No, I don't I don't feel as strongly about having him. Uh I'm gonna take John Cochran. Nice. Oh no. My favorite survivor player ever. It's a good one. And I just it's a part of my strategy. I I'll reveal it more when we have more of our team together, but I just he is the start that I want. Yeah. He uh he was high on my list too. Which I know I'm not going to get everybody I want, but he was pretty high on mine. Um, okay, I'm taking my Boston Rob. Thank you for not taking him. Would you have though if I didn't? If you didn't take him now, yeah. Right, but I, if I think he's. I, I know you're not going to like to hear this, but I think similar to Sandra, I think there's this aura around him, and. Do you think he's he, overrated? Now he's just more of a target. I think when he played at his prime, it was great. I think the third and fourth time yeah like how many times has he played like five or six he's played five and the most out of anybody so the fourth and fifth time were the times well the one was the winners at war i don't like the last one he, he had played. to be a part of that but like he's he's just at now at this point he's too big of a target and i think if he played again it just wouldn't 
Yeah, no, I agree. I think his survivor days are done. But I think when you're looking at him in his prime, he knew he knows that game so well. He's good in challenges. He's good socially. He's he started the one. He's the one that started the buddy system where it's like we vote, we stay together and it's always buddy system. Like he's made some significant changes. And it's also like the greatest survivor love story ever with him and Amber, the cutest, right? Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for not taking him. Cochran is gone. Rob you, is gone. Are we doing like f- the five men first then? Or is it just whoever you want? I think it's just whoever you want. Okay. Uh, with my second pick, I want a physical threat. I want someone who's going to be fun on a tribe. Because I'm, I'm trying to build a tribe that's not only going to win, but I want to try to get the winner out of it. Okay. So I'm going to take Tyson. Fuck. He was my second choice. That's a good one. I knew you'd want him. I surprisingly i don't have coach so i can't have the tyson and co-coach <laughs> you can't have the co-coach or coach and co-coach like you want tyson on your tribe he's fun times he's good in challenges he's got plays a great social game he's a hard worker he's a hard worker like he's your all around and when i was reading about him they were like he did not come in till se- season like 17 yet he's so significant to survivor we've only but we it's not like he's been around like rob since like the beginning kind of thing mm-hmm but he's made as big of an impact as Rob did, right? So I'm like debating between the two. Um, okay, I think I'm going to go with Tony because, well, he's won twice, so clearly he knows what he's doing. I love his um, hiding in things to get information. Again, good at challenges, good – not. A social player I wouldn't say is his highest but he is good in challenges and good around camp and he's got a good strategic game so I wouldn't say socially he's maybe not the best but you know I'll say Tony two time winner I think it would be amazing I think Rob and Tony on a tribe together would be fascinating so fun Bos- would be really Boston versus fun. New York yeah and be really fun the there would be a huge ego cl- clash I think it would be because they might have did they play together? I don't know. I feel like they must have for Winners at War. But I don't know if they were on the same tribe or what happened yeah. there. I just think if you put them on like a regular season, yeah. I just think it would be the biggest clash of egos. And like every like the first time that tribe would lose, like if this was building our tribe, the first time your tribe loses, they would have to vote one of them out. For sure. For sure. <laughs> you're not keeping you're not keeping those two. I don't know. For me, I don't know if I'd go into Survivor with that attitude. I think I'd go in with, let's keep them around long so I can learn from them and then try and blindside them. But then you're giving them a lot of time. And power. And they're just going to find idols because those two were like the biggest idol finders ever. Like they were always finding them, right? So. My next pick. Okay. I'm going to take the first girl off the board. Don't say I'm not taking Amber. I don't. Oh, I wouldn't pick Amber. Okay. I was going to say because, again, she won. I went. Amber's not even on my list. Uh, I'm gonna take Aubrey. Oh, okay, nice. So yeah, she's a, on my list. A good that. counterpart to Cochran, someone that 100% deserved to win. She did twice. Twice. And got screwed twice. She really did, right? Aubrey. Nice. I am gonna pick my first female as well, and I'm gonna pick Poverty. Man, I. The big part of why I didn't pick her is because I never remember how to say her name. That's oh, okay. not actually why, but she was on my list. But I just I wanted Aubrey more. I like the strategic threat of Cochran and Aubrey together. Right. I like poverty because she is. Um, well, she's one, but that's whatever. I mean, she's been a runner up. She's one. She's she started the Black Widow Brigade. Like I really respect that. I think she. You know, when she was playing in Heroes versus Villains, she played two idols to save Jerry and Sandra and then, like, made it to the end. Like, she just was, she just knew how to play the game. I just, out of all the females, I think she was definitely one of the strongest. So, I will take Poverty. And because I'm worried about losing some of the girls I want, I'm going to take Kelly Wentworth. <sighs> that was nice. She was my but yes kelly's a great of survivor veteran and she can just she can chameleon her way through survivor she just um what i have for her is like she 
she played with her dad, Blood versus Waters, the first time he met her, and she just always knew how to play her idols correctly. She she knows the game really, really well. Like she knows how to play the game. So um don't think he'll take her. So I'm gonna wait on that one. I'm gonna take JT. So he played three times. He's a winner. So he was the first ever that actually played a perfect game. He didn't receive a single vote and he received all the jury votes. So I think he was, you know, to be able to not get a vote yeah. ever is pretty impressive. So you're doing something right. You're playing a good social game. You're so I'm going to take JT Thomas. There's a few guys. I'm, I'm definitely on this, this list over. I'm definitely want to go through some of the people that, are on my list but i know i just either can't pick or can't take jt wasn't on my list but i do i have an older player but i just i don't know if he fits in with the the tribe that i want right right uh i'm gonna take malcolm yeah one of again one of the best players who the the season that i think everyone forgets about and i can't remember what number it is right now No, i know which one you're talking about but it's malcolm and denise Mm -hmm. and they their whole tribe got decimated where it was literally just the two of them yeah they make it to the merge somehow Mm -hmm. and everyone knows how much of a threat malcolm is Mm -hmm. and what does he do he just wins and wins and wins and he always has either an immunity idol or a necklace around him like they cannot get this guy out right And, and everybody just knows they want him out and the only reason he doesn't win is because on that final challenge he loses it's like it was like a balancing one right and he lost and he even knew once he fell, he was done. Right. He right. just, he knew he was in that. I just have to keep winning or find an idol. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, the only thing you could have was that. And necklace. didn't Denise win that season? Yeah. She ended up winning it. So think of that. The two people that had, there was just the two of them and they, she ended up winning the whole <clears throat> thing. Right. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. No, he's a good one. I know. I tossed up between Ma- Ozzy and Malcolm because I was like, I'm not sure. Like, I don't think I need both of them on my team because I want it to be a little more diverse. So now that you've taken Malcolm, I will take Ozzy. Yeah. So he's played four times. He's again, he's charming, right? He plays a good social game. Excellent in challenges. He's not so bad to look at either. If you want, you know, he wants some little eye candy. I can imagine poverty in him. Just, you know vibing yeah she just like dig her little smile right into him i didn't the only i didn't actually have him on my list at all wow and i think it's just because the last time he played it just left a sour taste in my mouth i know him and coach and he was just such a baby about it yeah no you're right and it said that in a couple things i read is like whatever but i'm thinking of the time where he said vote me off and let me go to redemption redemption island Island." i think it was that season that he did that i'm pretty sure because then i i think at at one point, he it was the season where he's like, I'm a free agent. Uh, yeah. And I think I might have been the same season. Right, right. But still, that, that's a pretty, that's a big sacrifice move. That was actually the season you didn't watch. I know. And it was, it was I think it was the first season they did Redemption Island. And I was like, this is like, it is still my favorite concept of Survivor is to have redemption or exile. I like having the option of even if you're voted out, you still have a chance. Right. Right. That you can earn your way back. Yeah. It's always cool when they walk off the beach and then there's like a thing saying like, do you want to still be in this game? You take this whatever and you go like it's a if if they don't know it's coming, especially if it's called Redemption Island, obviously, you know it. But when you don't know it's coming and you feel like you've voted out and you're probably feeling so sad and disappointed and whatever. And then you get to that thing and they're like, if you want to keep playing, take this take this torch and go mm-hmm. this way right except for sandra oh, he'll sandra. just quit he was just like peace out i'm not doing it i got voted out <laughs> she is the most overrated survivor player totally agree she's won, not even on my list she won twice and then played like three more times it got voted out first pretty much every time yeah there's other people i think have played a way better game who have never won that i was like they played to me a way better game but mm. it's okay uh, my pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about Exile. We're talking about Redemption Island. I think we saw Winners at War have an absolute beast who played amazing enough the first time. You can start writing her name now. I'm going to take Natalie. Natalie. Yes. She just like the physical threat she is. She's a beast. And the way she just powered through everything in that Winners at War season. Did she finish? I think she finished second, didn't she? So she's won once and she's a runner up in one. So, like, that's pretty impressive. As long as she doesn't play again, you get to hold on to that resume. 
when she was doing that one challenge, remember when they were all at Winners of War and they had to run up the island and get something? And she was like lapping everyone. Like it was to watch her in action was crazy. And she's a good like she's just a good all round player. Like she's good strategically. She's socially good. She's I mean, kicks ass in challenges like she's. Yeah, she's definitely. Yeah, she's a good one. Um I don't think you're going to take this one, but I'm so scared I might lose her. But I think I'm going to risk it. And I'm going to go with, I'm going to take Kim. Do you know Spadler? I don't know how to say her last name. But uh, she was well, on Winners at War. Yeah. So she she won in One World, it was called. And she played, honest to God, like a pretty flawless game. Like she, she basically ran it, but she didn't get a huge ego about it. Like she wasn't like, I'm running the game. It's both Jack and I always as soon as somebody says it we're like and they're out she never did that she stayed pretty humble she was a beast at at camp she was a beast in like challenges and she basically ran everything like nobody did anything without asking her like she was like the godmother of of the that season and it wasn't surprising she won because yes she had to make moves but no one was really mad at her for it like I don't know she somehow got she The way she played was just, it was pretty fun to watch. So I'm going to take Kim Spadler Wolf, I think, is something. Kim. Uh, I did not have her on my list. Wow. I just, uh, I didn't watch that season. So Uh, I just saw her at winners and all the older winners got picked off. I know. I was so disappointed in that one. Like Yule, which makes me think I'm not going to pick Yule. But (laughs) uh, with my next pick, I feel like now with the women, I feel like I, I have three people left that i want and only two spots of women yeah because i have oh yeah you do aubrey went with natalie and you have three uh i'm trying to think because i was trying to build relationships so i'm i'm just gonna it kind of it worked before when i was talking about malcolm but i'm gonna take denise because i Mm -hmm. like their dynamic they already have and a winner where it's probably the biggest underdog story of a winner where you're down to a tribe with two people and her and Malcolm were just at the end. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's uh, she was on my list for sure, but more like, okay, if I get to the end sort of thing. But I think also an older woman, right? Like, and she was she was crazy athletic. Um, she was likable. Like, she was a good, she's a good team player. She's pretty loyal, too. Yeah. Like, she was. I, don't, I can't remember how many votes she got, but it wouldn't have been much. No, I actually think, uh, oh, just said she won the Philippines, but I didn't say. But I don't, I don't think she... I don't think she got many votes for sure. Right. I love those people that just go under the radar. And those people must look back and they'd be like, wow, why do we not vote that person off? <laughs> right? Yeah. It's so funny to me. Um, I have one more guy, but I think I'm going to wait on that. And I'm going to take Sarah. So Sarah was the cop. She was not my favorite the first time we saw her. Because she also, she was the catalyst of our... I run the game theory and she got voted out that night. That I night. can't remember what season that was. Totally. I think it was with Tony. It was. So what I like about Sarah though, is she definitely learned her lesson from that season and luckily got to play again. And she ended up winning cause she played for um, game changers. It was called and she ended up winning that season. And then she did winners at war and she almost made it to the end, but she definitely redeemed herself. And I like when people learn from their mistakes and go in it with a different attitude. And she's, again, I, I don't want to keep saying the word beast, but she's a beast. Like she was, she played a, a better game. I heard, I read somewhere um, the first time she played like a cop and the second time she played like a criminal. And I liked it. I was like, yeah, that's totally it. Like she had a bit of a chip on her shoulder. Yeah. I don't want to say like that all cops are like that, but Boston, right? Isn't she from Boston? I think so. It was something like that. But I like that right away her, she picked Tony and she was like, oh, he's a cop as well. Like, you know, you just, there's just an air about them, not in a bad way, but just there is an air about them. And I, yeah. So I like Sarah. She was, she's definitely a good redemption story. Yes. A good arc. Yeah. I like, I like when people learn from that. So. All right. So I got two guys and one girl left. Uh, I'm going to take one of my guys and it's going to be very obvious about who my last one's going to be because I like relationships. I'm going to take Wendell. Wendell, yeah. You call him Donald Glover because you think he's hot. I think he's hot and I think it looks like Donald Glover and I think he's hot. Like, 
really hot. I should have done that. I should have just made a team of the hot boys. Been like Ozzy Joe. Like it would have been like Joe. Joe's on my list too. He was on my list too, but he was near the end. You know what he was? He was my Malcolm insurance. Yeah, I couldn't get Malcolm. Joe was not. I don't want to say the lesser version, but Joe kind of had to do the same thing as Malcolm. Yes. Yeah. He always had to win and stuff. So yeah. Okay. So I'm going to take. I mean, part of me, there's like this tiny, tiny part of me that was like, has Philip on my list because <laughs> I just think he'd be fun times. Because, and, and you put him with Rob again. Right. And and Rob knows how to play with him. And he's so loyal and he thinks he's in the FBI. And I think it's so fun. So uh, he sorry, was. He is an FBI agent. Sorry, he's an FBI agent. But I think for my last man, I'm going to take Rupert. Just because I want a good soul and I want he's a good provider and he's just a good I don't know. I love watching Rupert play and so I'm gonna take Rupert. He's gotten to play quite a few times. Yeah. And it just it never really felt like he was close. He played four times. I just I don't know, there's just something about him. He's just a sweet man and I think it'd be nice to kind of have a bit of a you know, when you have like Boston and JT and Ozzy, like I just think to balance out my team a little bit, I wanted a little bit of tie dye in there. I yeah. also think he would have a lot of trouble with the. I think he would have trouble with Tony. I think they would clash they, because yeah. Tony would build the spy shack and Rupert would be like, "That's not right. That's not how you play the game." Right. Like yeah. He, he was. He was kind of always like the. I don't want to say the the. He was a little more ethical. Yes. Or whatever. Right. But like also he, a little more vocal about being ethical yes yeah well yeah but i liked that yeah i mean it's fair it's he's good that's just why he never won no i know that's true because boston rob's a great person but when it came down to survivor he would do whatever he needed to oh totally so would tony whatever right so that's why i'm like i just want to balance it out and have maybe a good little soul in there so yeah but i did want to take philip he was on my list because i was like Maybe Philip. I don't know. He was so entertaining to watch. I would say the most entertaining Survivor player ever. 100%. He played. He played twice, and I wish he would play ten more times. One hundred percent. Just the antics, just everything he did, and then once he was with Rob, like mm-hmm. it was just this, like, okay, I'm second in command. Yes, and he loved that. He didn't care if he won. Yeah. He wanted to be second in command, and Rob knew how to play. Knew how to like keep him calm. Like Rob knew how to. I don't want to say control him, but it was really. Any time he would freak out, he would know exactly what to say to calm him down. Yeah. No, that's why Rob is good, right? He knows the people. He knows how to take his make his team. So I'm hoping you'll make this easier for me, and I'll, I'll pick my last guy. And it, I picked Wendell. And if you remember when Wendell won, him and Dominic had mm-hmm. this wonderful bromance, this dynamic duo. And I'm going to take Dominic. He was yeah. just... I liked them together. I think the problem with my tribe is that a lot of people have relationships so that there could be targets. There could be a target day one on Wendell and Dominic because they would be back together. Because they'd be back together. But I just love their dynamic and I love how strong they were, not only strategically, but also physically. Yeah. No, that's a good one for sure. Um, Okay. So I'm going to take, this is probably my all-time favorite girl to watch i love her so much uh sierra she was the one that voted out her mom she played three times she to me i feel like she never got a chance to really show people like for me when i watched her i was like that girl is smart she understands this game and she was she was always thinking four or five steps ahead but had 10 multiple things of how that like she was just for me watching her she was strategic like anybody that's gonna vote out their mom that girl's coming to play yeah so i'm taking my girl sierra because i love her which i thought you were gonna help me with that but you did not i'm, I'm down to two girls and i just it's hard tell me your two girls because i only oh i have one left you do have a girl left i have a girl left i only have one girl left on my list too okay well i don't want to say it just in case it's well, then you'll have to tell me your girl, and I'll have to take that one. I don't know. Okay. Tell um, me your two girls. Just tell them to me. I'll tell you if they're uh, on. Andrea and Michelle. Mm-hmm. One of them is on my list. I would assume you have Andrea. Yes, I do. I but would... that's okay. You can take Andrea. I'll take Michelle. Or you take who you want to take. 
I'm going to take Michelle because... Uh-oh. The Wendell thing? Isn't that the Wendell? Oh, yeah. Or that's was that true. Stephanie? No, no, no was... That, that was... I Honestly, I'm, I'm there for the drama of that. But And Aubrey, because she won... I always get her and Stephanie a little mixed up. Who's Stephanie? I don't know. She was another girl. But I think the time that Michelle won, Aub- it was against Aubrey and Michelle. But people in the jury were mad at Aubrey. But it should have been... People still say it should have been Aubrey that won, but it was Michelle that won. Um, going back. Oh, wrong Michelle. Okay. Mich- it's Michelle Fitzgerald, I think is her name. I just looked her up. Fitzgerald. Uh, I, I like that she won, and I think as much as everyone says she didn't deserve to win, A, she still won. She still won. Like, and wh- why do people say that? She played such a good social game. Like, she isn't the biggest physical threat. But she and she just she never got voted out. So what's funny about her, because she played twice, I believe, and she was never voted out. So she always made it to the end. And I guess in the one, the one where Rob won with Philip, what was that one? Is that the one he won with Philip? Yeah. Yeah. So that one, um, my God, I totally lost my train of thought. I can't remember what I was going to say, but um, that would be interesting if you did take Michelle because you have the Aubrey thing and then you have the Wendell thing and like it's definitely interesting. Oh my God. That final three was Michelle, Aubrey, and Ty. Yeah. Remember Ty? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's. So she won. And I guess when I was reading up about her, they were saying like socially one of the best players ever because she. She got rid of anyone everyone and didn't have the blood on her hands never and did it twice right yeah is that who you're taking then yeah go with michelle all right i'll take a winner (laughs) nice and then her and wendell can face off yes so i feel like in my tribe there's already just going to be an immediate divide so i think i think michelle like michelle tyson uh malcolm cochran I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to make the alliance within the yeah. alliance. Like so, Dominic and Wendell would definitely be. You know what? I actually think Dominic and Wendell would probably just get picked off, which I, I feel bad about. But like Malcolm, Denise, like, and then Aubrey and Cochran are like my immediate. Like I want those two coming out of the tribe. Okay. Like if I was to pick two to go to like a final four. Right. I mean, I know there's more physical threats, but I just those two, oh, especially because Cochran won. I feel like Tyson and Natalie would be in an alliance together for yeah. some reason. Like I, they got along, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good for sure. Who do you, who think, do you think wins out of your, or actually if you have alliances that you think would happen? Who do I think wins out of this? I would say, I would say my, I'll say my top four and then I'll try and pick a winner. I'm going to say Boston Rob makes it to the top four. Yeah. Because I think he'll get his alliance strong. I think Tony's gone for sure because mm-hmm. he's won twice. He'll like see you later. I think just also Rob's smart enough that he's not. He wouldn't keep him around. No. I think Sarah could make it to the top four. You don't think she goes with Tony though? Because eh. they do have that cop they connection. They do have that cop connection. I'm going to go. Okay. I'm going to go Boston Rob Kim and I'm going to say Sierra makes it because I think she's whatever and i'm gonna say jt makes it because i think he's a likable player and i think that people are gonna go for the bigger ones the people like poverty tony sarah maybe even my little rupert makes it maybe he finally wins no i don't think he'll ever win but no because i just i don't think he likes the alliance i think he just likes fishing and (laughs) making fires and and challenges yeah because he's pretty good in challenges but he just he was never the strategizing type he wasn't no so i want someone who's gonna make us fish and like feed us and then yeah i yeah i don't know it's interesting how about you who do you think wins um so i think i think cochran and cochran and aubrey Okay. They, they make it out and then like natalie natalie i feel good about i would say natalie could win that whole thing on your side my thing is definitely i think dominic and wendell are gone right as much as i love them i just think them being together would be a bad thing for them i think denise and malcolm i think it's in like paris people would get picked off so then it's like tyson natalie 
Because yeah. I don't think like Wentworth. She uh, could make it though. Wentworth, Michelle, who's seven? Who do I have at seven? Denise. Denise. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I think Cochran, Aubrey, Tyson, Natalie. Right. Yeah, it's a good one for sure. Because yeah, it's, it's so fun. It's a good balance of physical threats and strategic threats. Yeah. The only one I would say now, thinking back, is like I just picked Tony because he won twice, but. Maybe I put Philip in there. I don't know, man. <laughs> who I don't know who wouldn't enjoy Rob, Tony, and Philip together. That would oh be a great dynamic. Oh my god, that'd be so fun. Yeah. And then Rupert would just be there being like, I don't know, guys, what's happening? And So are there people that you didn't pick that were on your list? Um, girls no. Because like we said, there's no girls. Um, so I had Jeremy. I I had Jeremy. I had Never. Joe. Yeah. I, I did have you all. Um, and then I have Philip. Uh, so then I'll add on a couple more for the women. I did have one because you, you picked Andrea, but uh, Sari. Oh, I know. You know what? It's funny. She plays the best, one of the best social games. I would say besides Michelle, I would say best, really, really good social game. And like when everything I read on this, everyone was saying like the one that should have won. Like she played like four times and just never won. And the fact that she got Eric to take off his I, necklace I and then promptly voted him out like it was nothing and yeah. just the all the like it was such, it was such a good like girl power moment totally but, like she was the boss of that yeah give up your necklace then yeah and he's like okay okay here you go and no. he goes home and they're all like dying inside they're all like oh my god you're so dumb like you're so dumb but it's it's what people it's a lot of leverage in survivor of like you want to prove loyalty here is your big moment to do it right yeah, it was interesting with our with Survivor last night, too. We kind of saw that where one girl wanted something back and then they were like, well, then you would have to. I don't know. Like, it's just when you're watching, it, you're like, you wouldn't want you're not going to give up all your leverage, though. Like, yeah. you know, you got to keep it a little even, Stephen. Right. Yeah. A couple other guys. You said Jeremy and Joe. Um, I had Rick Devins. The, oh, yeah. Uh, the TV guy. I liked Rick. He was just so charismatic, and that's why he lost. Yeah. It's because he was too likable. But he made it like really far, right? Didn't he make it to the end? So he, he was in a season of redemption or exile, and he got voted out, came back at the end, and then. Fire? So, which is another person I put Chris, because yes. I think Chris made. I would say the ballsiest move ever of he wins. So he gets voted out like the first or second week. Yeah. And is on Exile Redemption, whichever it was, the entire time. Yeah. And he comes back in like the final five or so. Or he comes back maybe a little earlier. Yeah, I think so. But then one. But then Devins comes back, but he wins the final challenge. And instead of because now it's you pick who you go with and then the other two people make fire. Right. The final four. He gives up his necklace to the person he was going to choose, and he makes fire, and he earns his way into the final. Which... Otherwise, he has nothing. He has no like to stand on. They, nobody has seen what he's done over in Redemption or Exile, wherever he was, right? Like, no one's seen. So at least he can say, like, I gave this up to prove, right? I so. earned my way into this. And also, he did it because if Devin's made it into that final three, he would have won. Yeah. Oh, Because everyone loved him. Everyone loved him. He was a great player. He was really fun to watch, for sure. He was definitely on my, like, when I was researching, I was like, oh, I really liked him. He's fu- he was just a fun one to watch, right? Yeah. yeah to uh, the final person I had, which uh, was in the same vein as JT, was Colby. Oh, yeah. Colby Donaldson. Just a good, solid player, but I just, I don't know how he would evolve with the strategy. Yeah, I know. It's, it's hard he's, because he struggled the, with that. the game always it was evolving, and that's when they did Winners at War. It was interesting to see because the, the newer players – all teamed up to get rid of the older players because they played differently and they weren't used to idols and they weren't used to all the kind of, I don't want to say gimmick in a bad way, but the gimmicky stuff that had happened. That they kind of had to add on to evolve the show. Totally. But then the new, the newer players were like, let's get rid of these guys, right? These, these old grandpas over here. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, it's good. That was really fun. I like both our teams. I think they both have like qualities that are, you know, Cochran was one that I wish, like if I could, I would, Definitely. Like, if I didn't pick him first, would you have picked him? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Like, he would have been. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't call him the best, but I would just call him my favorite that I've ever watched. Yeah, I love when he had his sunscreen on that was, like, w- as white as could be because he's so fair. And he he's just a fun – he's a good player, and he knows the game probably better than anybody, I would say. And he wrote – remember, he wrote a really big paper on it for yeah. – 
school. Like he's a fan. And I think he came in instead of being like a total fan, he actually played the game. Wow. Like his research and his knowledge of the game came in really handy. He is also similar to Sarah, a great arc. The first time he played, he was the kind of quiet, the nerdy. Yeah. His tribe kind of bullied him. They did. And they didn't really acknowledge it, and they kind of just pushed him to the wayside. Yeah. Then he came back the second time and just ran the show, and it was like zero question of if he was going to win. Yeah. <laughs> right. He was the godfather of like, that. Like, he, he got to have this cockiness, but to, but for him, it's endearing. Yes. It is funny, right? I don't know. It might be a looks thing. Like, somebody... It just right. It just might be a physical thing where people are like, it's more endearing from him because he was like more of a D- David Goliath type thing or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like that kind of. Yeah. The nerd versus the cool kid or whatever. Right. Yeah. Which I'm glad we're seeing kind of go by the wayside. We that everyone's need that. just kind of equal. Yeah. We don't need that crap anymore. We've all evolved. We right? have. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's pick those movies. Give us some goodies. We were just looking at our list before we started. See, we don't. Have, well, we don't feel like we have much left. We still do, but all right. I have two. Uh, we've done two. No, I have. Oh. I have two in my hand. I want to know what they are first. No. Number nine. Number nine. Forrest Gump. Sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. Vertigo. Okay, so I, I might. I might use my veto on that one. Yeah. Oh wait, are you putting it back? Why? Oh, if you put it back, yeah, then I'll just pick another one. Yeah, there. Just put it there. Just put it back. Okay. Done. All right. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. After a little Forrest Gumpy with beautiful mind, <laughs> I pick number 71, Citizen Kane. Oh, wow. I actually don't know if I've seen that movie, so I'm excited. It is an old deal. It, it is a little slow, but. That's okay. Citizen yeah. Kane and Forrest Gump. I like it. A couple, couple of classics. Yeah. Bring up some Oscar content, because I'm sure they both have a lot well, of it. Tom Hanks, too, right? Do no wrong. Case, got anything else? I got nothing else. All right. Then besides that, we'll see you next time. Bye.